Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode number 573 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell. My guest today is Amanda, and we are talking about romance conferences. We're talking about what we miss about RT and RWA and what our ideal book-focused conferences would look like. Plus, we mention a few new conferences in case you're looking for a local one. I will have links to all of the things we talk about, including different episodes, past episodes, past reviews, and the conferences we mentioned in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. I also want to apologize for the state of my voice. I have a touch of laryngitis, so I figure either I sound really, really great, or you're wondering what happened to my voice. Well, hopefully it'll come back. I want to say hello and thank you to our Patreon community. Every pledge keeps me going, keeps the show going. Make sure that every episode has a transcript from Garlic Knitter. Hey, Garlic Knitter. If you would like to join, it would be superbly awesome if you did. You can go to patreon.com slash smartbitches. Monthly pledges start at a dollar. And Patreon members get bonus episodes, a truly delightful Discord full of good pictures and bad jokes. And, well, you help support the show. So thank you so very much for your support. And this is going to be a short intro, partially because this is probably about as much as my voice can do. Let's start this podcast on with me and Amanda talking about conferences. So I recently did a bonus episode. It was actually an unexpected bonus episode because I did an interview with Robin Bradford because she wrote a book about reader's advisory for romance and libraries. But I we, saw. We started by talking about conferences and specifically RT. And she's been going to conferences for a really, really long time. But we were talking about, remember the early days of RT when you would come home with a literal suitcase full of books? Or you'd have to make use of like the mail The mail room, room in the library. Oh, the, there was a line the out the door at the FedEx in the hotel because you they just had so many yeah. books. And it was, it was weird how fast that stopped, right? Like you used yeah. to go to RT and there would be Three books on the table at breakfast, four books on the table at lunch, whoever. You the know, free book room. The where free like, book oh, yeah. room. You can pick four books. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I remember yeah. one year 
I went to the book room because you only got one entry into the book room and everyone tried to go early. But then I realized some people bring their stuff later so they can like add their stuff. Yeah, after. And they, or they like refill it, mm-hmm. you know, as people pick it over. And this was so long ago. I went in and someone was like, would you like some some audiobooks on tape or on CD? Because we have them and no one's taking them and I don't want to bring them back. And I ended up taking them. I had some like Susan Elizabeth Phillips novels on cassette. So this was clearly outdated. um, And some CDs. And I gave them away. People were really excited. Well, audiobooks are expensive in general. Audiobooks are very expensive. And I remember driving and trying to change the cassette while I was driving, listening (laughs) to a 10-hour audiobook. It was not optimal. But I was thinking like it's, it's June, July. In past years, I would have gone to RT sometime in April, May, and then I would be looking yeah. at RWA in late July. And those were like the, the start and the end of conference season. Sometimes I would go to ALA. Um, there used to be some book tech conferences like Tools of Change in Publishing that I went to a couple for a couple of years. But the two that were like the, the anchors of my year were RT and RWA. And I neither of them are really options for me anymore. RT doesn't exist and I'm not a member of RWA anymore. But I was thinking... I kind of, there are things I don't miss, but I miss the feeling of being in a hotel surrounded by people who are all there to talk about books with you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There, I, same with like book events. I like there's an energy. There really is. is, That's unmatched by, you know, anything else or any, any attempts to replicate it Mm -hmm. um, in a, you know, social distancing or online-only format. Yes, and there's something different between doing an event about a book where you're all going to talk about the book, especially if it's an author who does good events and, like, involves the audience in what they're doing, and then a conference where everyone's spending the night. Like, what are your My- some, what are some <laughs> of your favorite, like, RT or RWA memories? So... One one thing I always looked forward to is seeing the decorations, seeing oh. who is going to be plastered on the elevator. How many nipples on or. the elevators? So if, if if whoever is listening has not ever seen this, one I would say this was probably in the last, the first time I saw this when you could wrap the walls of the elevator, put these giant clings on the door put things on the wall. I think that was like right after 50 shades was popular. Yeah. Cuz I remember seeing a lot of um is it Jody Ellen Malpas. Malpas. I remember seeing some of her books like all like the window was covered with giant book covers, like giant window clings. I loved the people who sponsored the room key cards and you would yes, get like get key a little cards book cover. Like cover models or like a book cover. <laughs> Just seeing like that is wild Um, because it really made, I don't know, like me feel that this is like our community for the weekend. Yes. Not like we were being kind of like shuffled into like the conference area where no one was going to see us. No. It was like, no, this entire hotel now has cover models, floor to ceiling. Yep. And guess we'll just have to do. (laughs) So random people who are on a business trip or stopping on vacation are like, why are there shirtless men covering all of the, 
all of the and and it was both doors so you would like get the door to slide open left and right or close and you'd see like the whole cover there it was i got to watch them install it it was it was like the biggest fruit roll up you ever saw <laughs> you, you remember when you'd peel the fruit roll up and go Shh. yeah so they put that up and they just kind of all the way down it was just like a big man titty fruit roll up I think that's that the title of this episode, Big Man Titty <laughs> Roll-Up. Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it takes fruit by the foot to a different meaning. It really sure. does. <laughs> um, and I think, like, seeing everybody, like, getting yeah. together with, like, you and Elise, like, that's, like, the one time or two times a year where we would all be in the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had more reviewers come on since then. And I wish we had a reason to do that with yeah. like the current group of people, because like, you know, I want Shana to experience the craziness of a romance. Con. I want oh. Tara to experience. Like I would love to be there and be with everybody and have them have that experience because it is such a very surreal. Oh, it was so surreal, especially (laughs) RT. RT was like, if there was somebody new, I used to like take them aside and be like, okay, let me explain how this works. (laughs) Let me, let me explain here. But like, I know that people have these wonderfully interesting and thoughtful answers for like what would you do if there's time travel and now I'm like no I would just take all the reviewers from the site and we'd go back to like RT maybe like the year after Pittsburgh when the hotel was actually finished (laughs) as opposed to under construction that was terrible but like way back in the day like Alora's Cave used to like have their own events Heather Graham would have a dinner Alora's Cave I remember when Alora's Cave uh had a booth at Book Expo America. No. And they had cover models running the booth. <gasps> and I've been to Book Expo America several times. Uh, you know, Javits Center is a hellmouth. We've all know it. Um, but I have to pee and I'm thirsty just thinking about it. Like the minute you say Javits just, Center, I'm my mouth is dry and I have to pee. Like it's just Oh, I don't know if Alors Cave didn't care. I'm like, certain that is a large portion of the motivation there. They, that was not like a reading the room of like, BEA is not the place to have shirtless cover models working your table. I mean, like, it was memorable. Not... Maybe, it, maybe, maybe <laughs> it was. But the thing is, BEA is for booksellers and librarians. It's not for yeah. like, the that was before the Alora's Cave that days was, yeah. was before they had reader book days con. at BEA and yeah. they had book con. Because like, would I have ever rode a mechanical bowl in my life? No, but there was one at RT one year, and I thought, why not? Was that <laughs> Reno? Was that Reno with the mechanical that, bowl? That was Dallas. That makes sense. Well, Reno was the time where you, me, and Elise went to a dispensary. Oh, my God. And then recorded a podcast while high, and it was like two hours long and had to be cut down. I had never been to a dispensary, and I don't know if you remember this, but I like I dressed up. I put on lipstick. I was like, <laughs> I'm going shopping. And... You took the lead. You were like, I got this. I I I found the place. I got the Uber. I put on nice clothes and a lipstick. And I was like all ready to, I'm like, I could have rolled in in my morning flip-flops and yoga pants and the the, the clothes I wear to go get coffee before I want anyone to see me. Like it did not matter. But I was dressing up to go to the dispensary because I was very excited (laughs) about it. And we got edibles and we recorded this episode 
And we were in my suite. That was the other thing. That hotel was ridiculous. I think it was a pepper mill. So I've told you about uh, the Yiddish word ongi pochket, right? It means like overly decorated, tastelessly yeah. tacky. That was my room. I had coral marble in the bathroom with black glossy accents. It was, was that the same hotel that might have been... I don't know if that was Reno, Las Vegas, where like, no, some people didn't have a coffee maker. Some people didn't have trash cans. Oh, I think that was Vegas. I think that, that was, was Vegas. That okay. was the Reno. It was either Reno or Vegas. The, Re- the Reno Hotel, the Pepper Mill was v- very big, but very nice. The The Rio was a trash fire. That was, people got like, I think people got Legionnaires at the Rio. Yeah, because the entire first floor was a casino where you could smoke. Yeah, so you had to leave the hotel and then walk through the smoky casino and then walk another three quarters of a mile down to the conference center. Yeah. Somebody from the RT staff who used to work there clocked from their room to the conference and it was 1.8 miles each way. It was long. Walking. It was a lot of walking. And there was only one Starbucks. But yep. in poor Starbucks. We 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 recorded that episode and I edited it. I'll find it. And it's I like was 404 or something. I'm so impressed that you remember. I would just have to look at my spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> but I was like, this is this is really weird. I don't know if anyone's gonna like this. So I made Adam listen to it. I sent him the MP3. And he used to go out and play trivia, bar trivia with local friends. And sometimes he'd be driving to Virginia. So he listened to it to and from trivia in Virginia. And he said, I almost thought I had to pull over. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Because you guys are trying to name what vil- what villain I would potentially be attracted to. And you yeah. kept like Bowser. Like, no, I'm not I'm not into Bowser. It's 304. There we go. 304. Um, Thank you. If we were ranking the the Hemsworths by density. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll put a um, link in the show notes. Everyone can go back and listen to us stoned out of our gourds. I remember we took the edibles before dinner. Yes, and, we and had by the nice time dinner. dessert rolled around, they'd hit. And I was like, this is the greatest chocolate I, cake I've put in my mouth. Mm-mm-mm. I remember standing up and we're walking to your room. And I'm like, I I probably look normal to everyone else. But I feel <laughs> like I'm walking like that like Monty Python skit where they're like <laughs> all legs. how to walk. That's <laughs> Like, can everyone tell that I'm stoned out of my gourd right now? That was one of the first times I'd gotten high on edibles, and it was it was an experience. I think it was the first time I had gotten high on edibles for sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was wild. But like doing just weird, crazy stuff. And it was a vacation um, about books. Like RT was like a vacation about books, and I miss that. The other thing I miss about RT was so they had sessions about like craft and writing and you could go to a session about building worlds in urban fantasy and it would be like Charlene Harris and Janine Frost and all these really big names talking about world building and then there were like games I I I was bingo caller one year where if you won bingo the authors who were sponsoring the game would have you read aloud a sex scene from one of their books in order to claim their prize, claim your prize. And so like we shut the door, like we were making like, okay, this is, this is just, and every time I called O69, the whole room would cheer. (laughs) I loved the games, like whether it was like a crossword or bingo, something where everyone could play a game and win prizes. Because that's the other thing, you are going to go home with stuff. There was serious stuff stuff, swag and bookmarks and i still have swag oh me too i like i I use use it all the time clip chips i have a little lid for cat and dog food from linda lale miller 
that's in the fridge right now. A heart shaped like bottle opener. And that was on my keychain for the longest time. The best swag that I have is something that I only got like the very end of the the conferences. Farah Rashan did a measuring spoon where the top is um, a tablespoon and a teaspoon and then you flip it over and it's a half teaspoon and a quarter teaspoon. So it's like one unit. I've traveled with it if I was like going to a condo or something. It was amazing. It says on the handle, um, I think it's like just the right amount of spice, farrashawn.com. It is the best piece of swag. I I mean, like I have a, still like a million pens and post-its, but I've gotten like nail files mm-hmm. and like little flashlights oh, yeah. and stuff that are like really handy. Or pens that like, have flashlights on them. I love those. I travel with yeah. those. And I do miss like tangential to like the games like we got to a point where we were hosting events and we did the big recommendation party that, that was, was so fun. Lot of fun and that was that was when I would have a mic and each of us would come with Rex and I would just I was like Phil Donahue I would run around the room and I'd be like okay tell <laughs> us about a book you want to recommend and someone went someone stood up and went it's a series that's like Harry Potter with sex magic and the whole room went oh <gasps> And then at the end, because everyone was adding books to their Goodreads queues and putting things in their Amazon carts, when afterward, when you pulled up one of those books on Amazon, all of the other recommends were books from that <laughs> session. So we like screwed with the algorithm for a solid four hours. It was great. And if you fun. gave a recommendation, we brought like a bunch of yes. arcs to give away. We yes. had like journals. Stuff yeah. Well, like the that. swag that you got so for coming was a notebook to write down all the That's recommendations, right. but it had a cover that was like smart bitches recommends and then the name of the site. I was once upon a time, I was pretty good at swag. <laughs> I was pretty good at it. But yeah, I miss like, you know I miss book people. Me- like meeting the community. I remember the one time someone recognized my voice. Isn't that wild the podcast? Isn't that like, wild? Um or like after one of the recommends, uh, someone had us sign, had all of us sign their copy of Outlander. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. I think it was Outlander. <laughs> but I like, didn't write this. That's what sure. I miss for sure. I like some of the events I didn't really like care about, like, you know, the late night parties that went until like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. But I think we talked about that. I know. We've talked about some previous podcasts of like, I'm an extroverted introvert. Mm -hmm. So I'll go out for a couple hours, go to the things I want to see, talk to people, have meetings with publishing people, catch up. That's one thing I miss too, is like publicists. That was the only time that I saw them face to face. And I definitely miss seeing all of them because they were a lot of fun. Um, But then I'd go back to my room and take a nap at like, 2 p.m. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'd I'd rally for dinner and then there we go. Oh, yeah. And there were multiple evenings, uh, especially at RT, there would be evenings where there would be a full ball with dinner and costumes and a theme and dessert. And Heather Graham's family would put on a show. And one year in Pittsburgh, they hung somebody on stage with like tripwires and everything. It was a hanging. It was it was serious business. And then RWA was like the end of the summer. And because that was sort of a business conference, except that a lot of the people who were there to do business, I was also friends with, 
I I miss that part too. Like I remember when I when I resigned our my my membership at RWA, I realized, wow, there are people who I would see there who I am probably never going to see again, and that made me so sad. Yeah, I mean, some people we still like have Zoom cocktails with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but it's like levels there, of friendship, right? Like I, if, if yeah. I saw somebody and I would have a drink with them at RWA, I'm not sure that I would be like, Hey, do you want to hang out? Just the, you know, just us on zoom. Yeah. Or like, I'm in your neck of the woods. Do you want to like get lunch or something? Yeah. But like I, by, you know, serendipity, you're both there at the same place. Yeah. The same reason. I e books. You're like, why not hang out? Yeah. And both of those conferences until like the last few like I'd say the last two or three years there were a lot of books like every publisher would have a book signing at RWA which I never quite understood because they would they would make a point of saying before the conference RWA is not for readers book con and RT and whatever it was later book lovers con whatever those are for readers this is not for readers but they would have book signings where you would get to meet a certain publisher's author authors and you would go in and they would sign books and you didn't have to pay for them. If you got into like the Berkeley book signing, you could get like the latest J.C. Burton book or, you know, you could meet Nalini Singh if she was in from New Zealand. So there was still an element of, I think I would call it fandom. There was still a fandom element. It was, I think, resting on the idea that future romance authors are almost always romance readers, which makes sense. But I think it was a mixed message to say, this isn't for readers, but, you know, we're going to do reader signings. The yeah. thing about those signings is that you didn't pay for the books. So if an author yeah. was coming and they had books, they sometimes had books just for their publisher signings. And then for the big literacy signing or the big book signing at RT, those were books you paid for. And that was, do you remember how big those ballrooms were? Huge. They would have everyone set up alphabetically yeah and i remember you would always be by the j wells yes i would be by uh sometimes i was by j wells sometimes i was by lauren willig and sometimes i was by another author whose name i don't remember but i was in the w's we had lots of air conditioning yeah i remember one time like uh was it tamora tamara pierce was at one of them and people were losing their Mines. One of the early RTs I remember was it was it was Z Brewer. I met a young girl who was like head to toe cost. She might have been nine or ten, no more than ten. And they had she had driven hours with her mother because the only person she wanted to meet was Z Brewer. The little girl couldn't find the table, even though it was B. And I said, Oh, it's in the front, but it's all the way to the left. So I bring this girl and her mom over. And she is just about, this little, This girl was levitating. She was so excited to meet Z Brewer. Like she was above the ground. She was incredibly, incredibly like blown away. That was one of the first years that they had a lot of YA authors. And I saw so many young people, like you said, just absolutely losing their shit to meet authors. And I had not seen that before. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to really any of the the current iterations that's happening. Like I've never been to a polycon. Didn't one just happen or one is happening this year? Yes, is there is smooth? a new one. Steamy Lit Con. That's what it is. Yeah. 18th and 19th of August in Anaheim. Yep. There's one in New England that happens in the fall called Fall in Love New England. Oh, yeah, that's, um, that's the New England Romance Raiders, right? 
I think so, but they they might have, like, divorced themselves. But I never go because it's, like, last I looked, you had to, like, drive to go, and I don't have access to Right, yeah. So, like, I've never attended, um, but I know that happens every year and has a pretty good turnout. I know my former book club members um, usually go, at least a few of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like the ones that are happening, just from, like, a cursory glance, nowhere near on the level of of an RT. And RT, RT was a, was a, was a community that took years and years to build and was based on a magazine. Yeah. It's a completely. <laughs> I always forget that it's based on a magazine. Yeah. You, if you find old issues on eBay, they are know. fun to read. That was the other thing. I would get like free issues of RT Magazine at the conference and I would have the best time reading them because they never gave five stars. There's only four, three, two, and one, but the one star reviews, especially of like love inspired titles were brutal. Like people think we're mean. No. <laughs> One star in RT was, that was a devastating experience. <laughs> but yeah, I I have not, I have not wanted to go to a large gathering of people since the pandemic. It Like I was inside in a crowded space and I was like nervous because my face was uncovered and I, and, I, and it was walls, but no ceiling. And I was still like, oh, this is a lot of humans and there's walls. I should have a mask on. Like, I'm not really sure that I'm ready to go to a conference, but I, I do miss them. You know, I do miss them. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see a conference like RT again. And, and it's sad because like, I had so many weird stories from RT. Like one year, RT was in New Orleans and they had a bar crawl. Like they booked different bars on Bourbon Street and you went from bar to bar and each publisher was at a bar. And then you found out early on like which publishers had gotten food and which ones had not. So you went to the ones with food (laughs) first. But there was a pub crawl on Bourbon Street with like Avon in one place and Penguin in another place. This was before the merger. So Random House was down the street. And I'm walking down Bourbon Street and I pass Charlene Harris just just walking over to the bar I mean, if you're going to run into her anywhere. That's where, right? And I'm like, I had to stop on the street and be like, I just walked past Charlene Harris on Bourbon Street going to a pub crawl about books. What is this? And I don't I don't see that. I don't think that's possible anymore, especially because if you remember, by the end, RT was a week. Like, because they had the stuff on Tuesday, they had stuff on Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday departure. You were flying in Sunday to Sunday. Like it was a week of stuff. Yeah. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I do miss like FaceTime with authors like Maria Vale, for example. Yeah. Um, I remember attending Book Lovers Con in New Orleans. Was it the first one? And I remember Maria and I grabbed coffee at like the Starbucks or whatever. And she was telling me about this book idea. When was that book lovers con? She was telling me about this book idea that she had. And I thought it sounded so good. Um, But she literally, it just came out. It was Molly Malloy and the Angel of Death. Oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, I remember you telling me about this idea you had, like, what, five years ago? Oh, my god! Maybe even more? And now, like... That's amazing. It's out in the world. I was like, that's really cool. And you, when you went to these conferences year to year, you would see trends rise and fall. Like, oh, my sure. first RT was paranormal all the way down. Urban fantasy... Right. So much paranormal, shifters, shifters, vampires, vampires, shifters, vampires, werewolves, urban fantasy belt, leather pants. Like it was all paranormal. And then it started to shift toward romance, uh, contemporary romance and erotic romance, especially as Alora's Cave and Sam Hain and Lucid and all of the other presses, a lot of most of which don't exist anymore, started publishing explicitly erotic romance. So then we saw vampires, werewolves and sexy times. Like mad, sexy times. And then, of course, arrived Fifty Shades and then that whole BDSM craze. But you got to watch trends, you know, just going by the elevator man titty alone, you could trace the trends year to year. It oh, was for sure. Because you would be seeing this is what a publisher is spending marketing money on. This is where they're going to they're gonna buy the window clings. They're going to put a big poster up on the wall. It feels almost like a fever dream, you know? It really it does. Like, like if you tried to tell somebody about it, they'd be like, I'm sorry, you what now? Yeah, and it feels like a fever dream. It's like, oh, yeah, I attended a work conference, and then I wrote a mechanical bull. And I went to a dispensary, and, then- <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. One year, I remember RWA was, because it was contractually required to be in New York, I think once every four years. One year. That's the only one I ever attended was like a New York one. One year, Avon rented out the, I think it was the boathouse in Central Park for their publisher party. Oh my God. It was gorgeous. It was so beautiful. But I ended up in a petty, a a bicycle cab. I ended up in a bicycle cab because it was traffic, because it was rush hour. Um, And I don't remember the third person, but it was definitely Kristen Nelson, the agent. And me and one other person were all trying to get there at the same time. And a, and a bicycle cab guy was like, I can get you there in this much time for this much money. We were like, done. And this guy had, he had calves and quads <laughs> like you have never seen in your life. But that man got us all the way up to Central Park from the Marriott very quickly. Good for him. And I thought we were going to die because sometimes he was going in traffic. <laughs> I did think our life was in danger because we were really headed directly into Lexington Avenue traffic. But, you know, that's the kind of thing that happens where it's not going to happen anywhere else. No. I remember the RWA we attended together. We both had, like, uncomfy shoes, and so we walked down to the Old Navy and got, like, flats. Oh, yeah. I still have the hoodie I bought. (laughs) The zipper broke, and I wear it all the time. It's the the official hoodie of working. I got it at the Old Navy across from RWA. Yeah. 
I remember and, I was like, these shoes are uncomfy. And then I went and got better shoes at the gigantic old Navy. Conveniently located across the street. The other yeah. thing was how good I got at going to conferences. Like, I never went to breakfast in the conference unless I had a breakfast meeting because the the line would be out the door. And if there was a Starbucks in the hotel, the line would be out the door. But if you had the mobile app, you could place an order at a Starbucks like a block away. And by the time you yeah. got there, your order was ready and then you could just come on back. Yeah, I think that's what I did in Atlanta. Yeah. Was I'm, like there was one like a block of a block away. Yeah. I miss it. And it's weird because I have such very, very specific, clear memories of going to conferences. But sometimes I cannot remember which one it was. Like I've met people at conferences and I'm like, I don't know where I met you because it was at a hotel. So you and I met somewhere very beige. That's, <laughs> it was very beige and nondescript in the background. But I remember like, for example, halfway between the hotel and the conference center at the Rio, which was hell, there was a Starbucks. And so people would sort of land there yeah. because they needed a break. And there was a, a reader gathering of something. I mean, it might've been a Facebook group gathering. That was where I learned about the Call of Crows series because the second book had come out and two people Yeah, and were, you would not like, like stop talking about that book the entire time we were there. I think like you-, you I read it while it. I was at the conference yeah. and I was like, does everyone know about this but me? And the people who told me about it were were like, no, it's so good. Oh my God, it's so good. The second one's even better. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, okay. And I started reading it that day. I remember it was the Las Vegas one. Um, one, uh, I remember we were going to have like a site dinner and we're like, yeah, we can totally go. You were humoring me and we're like, we can go to the Guy Fieri restaurant in the hotel. And it was closed yes. for some reason. And then his I picture was everywhere. You could, you could follow the hotel, like follow your way around by like following Guy Fieri pictures. And then we went to dinner somewhere offsite at another hotel. Um, mm -hmm. And I had made the comment of like, I've always wanted to say, uh, we'll take one of each from the menu. Please. From the dessert you menu. Me do that from the dessert menu. Yep. And then we were running late to come back to like this event at the, um, hotel mm -hmm. and i was really bummed because it was like a one of the few cressley cole events oh, that she was there yeah so we got there and they're kind of taking things apart like it's done yeah. and i remember sitting with Kristen dwyer and cressley cole and her agent or no her editor mm -hmm. is it lauren lord something like that sit down next to us yep and i'm like freaking out and I'm like I wanted her to sign something and I had nothing to sign so I think we just grabbed one of the like random poker chips that they had as decor on the tables yep and I literally have a poker chip that says KC that she signed in sharpie on that's it. so cool that's the only thing I could find is that the author that you remember meeting and just being like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god Kind of? Yeah. Christina Lauren's another one. When they found my house keys. I remember that because you had Twitter. a Florida keychain. They're like, oh, this has to be Amanda. It says Florida mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, it's Florida State Seminoles. I have an FSU keychain. And I had just gone to their table and it probably fell out of my bag. Yep. Um, and then I and think then they, they posted on Twitter or an Instagram, Amanda, we have your keys. 
the please l- meet us by the blah blah blah. Um, I don't know which signing. So that was, it was another one. The last signing I ever did. I don't remember what conference it was, but you know what? It might have been Book Lovers Con. It might have been one of the first Book Lovers Con. They were at an end table around the room. And I was, of course, in the W's. So I'm in like my own, like got my own row. And it was kind of empty. Like there wasn't a lot of foot traffic. And so Lauren was firing rubber bands at me across the aisle. And I ended up getting a package a couple months later. And it was a rubber band ball with a little note that says, I'm ready for a rematch. I still have it. I have the ball and I have the note taped to my closet door. They're always a fun time whenever we can we can meet up for sure. There was a time when if I saw Nora Roberts and her crew in the bar, she would be like, Sarah, get over here. Because, you know, she's got a <laughs> voice. And I was like, oh, you know, okay. So I'm like, cool. But inside my inner 13-year-old is like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> like I would get in the elevator. I'd be like, okay, well, you know, that's somebody whose books I've read. There's always a part of me that's just like, holy crap. Talking to, you know, talking to Cresley Cole, talking to Charlene Harris, talking to Nora Roberts. Oh my God. I miss that. I do too. I think my ideal romance conference would probably be a lot of readers and authors who also want to come and talk to, talk about being readers. Like some of, for example, some of my favorite podcast episodes are when I have an author on And then we start talking about what they're reading and what they love to read. Like the whole episode I did last week, I think, with KJ Charles, which was all about her comfort reading the Blessing series. Beverly Jenkins, yeah. And Beverly Jenkins. And we start to break down what works as a comfort read for us because that's a topic she's been talking about online for a while in the past few months because, you know, it's always needed. And I remember thinking it's really fun to talk to authors about what they're reading. And it's not always easy for authors to do that because sometimes they can't necessarily talk about what they're reading. Either it's not published yet or they're blurbing something and they're not sure they're going to blurb it or whatever. But I I think the ideal conference for me would be a lot of readers and a lot of food and a bar. I feel like you and I probably prefer the same events. So like a cozier sort of cozy instead of party right like yes cozy instead of party for sure but a lot of games like I would love to do I I I still think about putting together uh, a romance bar trivia night I think that would be so fun the thing I see more authors doing now the thing that seems to be um, surviving in terms of book gatherings is book festivals that's the thing I see the most in terms of author panels and reader gatherings is at book festivals. And if you've got a book festival in a nice, like in a nice climate, that can be really fun. Yeah. I know Boston Book Fest started doing more romance programming. Uh, I helped with last year's. So hopefully there'll be more this year. But I know like LA Festival of Books is more romance. Brooklyn like, Book I Festival. Know- Tucson. Jess Pride of Book Riot, I know, does some moderating. Yeah, she's in Tucson. I think she's majorly involved in the Tucson book. Festival. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to see some of that, like, still trying to be kept alive. Um, and the Baltimore Book Festival almost always has a sizable romance tent. And I've been to it a couple of times. One time I went, and I happened to mention on Twitter, oh, I'm going over to Baltimore. 
And somebody said, I read your tweet and I put on pants and came over. And I was like, you put on pants? (laughs) What? No. Why would you put on? No. Like, no, I had to, (laughs) I had to come and thank you for the website. I had to come and meet you. I'm like, put on pants for me. (laughs) I'm honored. So yeah, that's what I want. I want to do do an event where if you put on pants, they're very soft pants. Yeah. Sweatpants. Sweatpants, yoga pants. A jogger. Yeah. You know, something with deep pockets for your phone and a a battery because you're going to you know, social media a lot. So what are you reading? Any books you want to mention? So my new emotional support book that you carry on the bus to and from (laughs) that I carry around with me. Um, I saw a tweet about this and I can't remember who tweeted it or even what it said at this point. Right. Um, but it's a sci-fi novel with, it sounds like a romance plot or subplot. I don't know. Um, Cause like I said, I just carry it around with me. I don't actually read it. Um, it's can't. called the blighted stars by Megan E. O'Keefe. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Ryan and I got breakfast in Brookline, um, which is not our neck of the woods. And then we were going to ch- check out this new store called Teehee Boston, which is like a Kauai Hello Kitty store. <laughs> um, but if you're in New England, if you're in the Boston area, Brookline has an amazing bookstore called the Brookline Booksmith. Ooh, um, that's a recently good ex- name. I know. They recently have a used bookstore section downstairs books up top and they've expanded to have more of like a gift shop stuff. Their kitchen section is amazing. Um, but I was like, while we're in the area, why don't I see if they have this on their shelf? Um, and they did. So I bought it. Um, but a spy is stranded on a dead planet with her mortal enemy. Oh, that's um, all of your thing. Yeah. Ticks Check, a lot of boxes. Tick, tick, tick. T- yep. <laughs> that's an so Amanda that is my new book. My new emotional support book that I've been carrying with me everywhere. I take it out of my bag and bring it up to the nightstand. And then there it sits. And then I bring it with me and I put it in my bag when I go to work. And <laughs> I literally just book. put it in one place. Is this like, like the cube in Portal? <laughs> yep. Just take it with me in case I might need it. But right. You might need it. Of course. That makes sense. Yeah, or will I just look at Instagram the entire commute on my way to work? Which is also an option. <laughs> but that is my new emotional support book. I read A Most Agreeable Murder by Julia Seals, and I have yeah, a review we, in progress. You, This was part I, of what you're reading. What you're, I cut your thoughts down yeah, in that's the what you're reading just to fine. save some stuff for the review. Always fine. I figured you would. This book is unhinged. <laughs> This book is so silly. Like, I would turn the page and be like, am I high or is the book making me feel like I've lost I think the quote you used was like, I feel like an eight-year-old trying to tell their parents the the dream they had. Yes, that is exactly how you feel when trying to describe this book. And then, and then, and then, and, and, and nothing is connected. Everything is bonkers. But at the same time, I can tell that it was written by somebody who's very familiar with Jane Austen and the Brontes and romance and mysteries. And seems like a yes and sort of book. It is very much a yes and. What if sort we of put book. this in? Yes. And, and 
Yes, let's have a side character whose personality is she's jealous and beautiful, but part of her role in the community is to announce the color of the year. No discussion, just that's just dropped in there. And then later on, you find out what the color of the year is. And I'm like, this is absolutely bonkers. Is she like, what is it like pretty ceremonious? Like Willy Wonka, like walking out? There's a ball. And yeah, seriously, I'm going to try to review this book and people are going to be like, are you, are you okay? Are you, are you all right? I was reading it while a sizable portion of my brain was like, what, what is happening right now? Does anyone else know what's happening? Because we don't know I mean, that's how I feel about the Gideon, the night, the locked tomb series. Yes. That reminded me a lot of my interview with you and AJ because AJ was like, magic, how it works. Who cares? Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm happy to be here. Yes, that is exactly. (laughs) And it's a very specific flavor of bonkers, right? Like, it's not just, you know, Scottish lass who knows how to fence and cures diseases and births, you know, can help with veterinary births or whatever. It's not like this incredibly super perfection bonkers. Oh, and then there's a highwayman and we're going to rob a bank or whatever. This is just a handful of characters completely silly. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you to Amanda for hanging out with me. I will link to all of the past episodes we talked about, including the one where we were baked out of our gourds and uh, all of the other things we mentioned, including a polycon, the Brookline Booksmith. And I found a link to some older episodes of the RT magazine on eBay. If you would like to take a look at what that was, they were, they had a lot, they had a lot in them. They were, that was a girthy magazine, (laughs) girthy I always end with a bad joke, and I would never leave you hanging. This joke is from our Patreon Discord, and it is from Brawler. Are you ready? All right. What's the opposite of formaldehyde? Give up? What's the opposite of formaldehyde? Casual de Jekyll. <laughs> that might be one of the jokes that you might need to see in order to fully appreciate, but casual de Jekyll is cracking me up. Thank you, Brawler. (laughs) On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a wonderful weekend and we will see you back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.